Thanks for listening to the Habits and Hustle podcast made possible by our friends at TrueNiogen. So I've been a huge fan of TrueNiogen for years. And that's why I am so excited to be partnering with them because I literally don't miss a day taking it. And think if you're going to be using any one supplement, this is the one. And here is why, with of course an added science lesson for you from me. Our bodies produce a molecule called NAD, which supports energy production that starts in our cells. But the levels sadly decline by up to 50% between the ages of 40 and 60. A nutrient that could help increase our NAD is a form of vitamin B3 called nicotinamide riboside, otherwise known as NR. And the most efficient, proven, and safe way to get this is with TrueNiogen because it's the best NAD precursor, meaning that it's not just a supplement, but precursors, it helped our own bodies produce NAD. TrueNiogen helps support our bodies against everyday stressors that can really damage our cells, like overeating, drinking, staying up too late. So in my opinion, no one is too young to take it. I wish I had this in my early 30s. What's most amazing is that TrueNiogen is backed by over 200 published scientific studies and is researched by the world's top scientific institutions. So go check it out at TrueNiogen.com. That's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N. And we have a special offer for new customers to receive 20% off all orders, $100 or more, using the code HUSTLE20 until August 30th, 2022. So definitely run. Don't walk and scoop some up now. Hi, guys. It's Tony Robbins. You're listening to Habits and Hustle. Crush it. All right, you guys, this is a special one. We have the one, the only Mark Cuban on the podcast today. I know he doesn't even need an introduction, but because that's what we do here on Habits and Hustle, I'll just go through a few bullet points here. He is the main shark on Shark Tank. And quite frankly, in my opinion, the best shark and my favorite, I might be a little biased. He is the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. He is an investor in over 300 companies. And his latest company that he's extremely passionate about, which really affects all of us, is a company called Cost Plus, which is disrupting the healthcare market, the drug market, by giving people drugs, medicine at a low price by eliminating the middleman. It is amazing. He's providing transparency to the market and it is really causing quite a stir for good reason. I got to tell you, I was a huge fan of Mark before I even did this interview and I'm even a, a bigger fan after. He is so down to earth. He is exactly what you see when you see him on Shark Tank or in interviews. Really cool. Um, he really... He's just, he's awesome. I have to say, I love this interview. I really hope you guys do as well. I think you will. Um, he tells it as it is, and what you see is really what you get. He is just, he's awesome. Enjoy the interview, and uh, leave me a comment. Let me know what you think. Give me some feedback. Enjoy. I don't even think you need an introduction, of course. I mean, you were like the entrepreneur, like extraordinaire, right? Like whatever you really are though. I mean, the truth of the matter is I even remember I was, you were the only, you were the only, like when I was a little, little, you were the only one I ever knew of you and Donald Trump. 
Those are the oh, I know. Great. But so you, you're saying you're you connecting want. me to Donald Trump <laughs> and you're telling me I'm old. I'm not. Great. No, I never said you're old. You were like super not. You were like, by the way, you still had the same like vigor and energy. You look exactly the same as you did yeah, back. Right. I swear to you. Anyways, moving on. No, I swear. But like you were like the like you were of the maverick. You were the funnily enough. And you were like the entrepreneur that kind of was so mainstream back then and it kind of like stayed. So I don't think you really need an introduction, but oh, I appreciate that. And no, it's true. And by the way, you are, the, you are Shark Tank. I have to just say, yeah, I don't know about that, but you know, it, good editing it, and the other guys are good too. Yeah, they're okay. They're okay. But what, what did they do to kind of get you involved? Like what was the pitch that they gave you? We're doing this TV show for entrepreneurs. Um, do you want to come on? And this was the second year and they're like, come on as a guest shark. I'm like, sure. And honestly, back then it was 2010 and they wanted me to do three episodes, but it would bounce around Tuesday night, Thursday night, you know, if Desperate yeah. Housewives is, wasn't on on right. Sunday night, they'd put it there. And I'm like, there's no way this show is going to last. So I'm figure, okay, I'm going to go do my three episodes and just raise hell, you know, and just cause as much trouble as I can and, you know, and maybe get some good businesses. And, and that's what I did. They, they didn't see me coming. Like the first season was really demure. It was low key, mm -hmm. it, you know, and I was like, screw that. I'm just going to tear it up. And so once I did that and, you know, no, none of the other sharks knew how to deal with me. It was like, okay, come on back. And then the rest is history. And actually tomorrow we start um, filming season 14. I can't even believe it's been on the, on that long. And it's crazy. It's crazy. And the yeah. funny thing is, it's like it's it's across the board. Like my little nine year old likes to watch it. Like yeah. kids like it. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons I do the show because it sends the message that the American dream is alive mm -hmm. and well, and you can be anywhere. You can be in L.A. You can be in Idaho. You can be in Mississippi. And if you have an idea in your garage, your basement, your bedroom, you know something's possible, and and you can make your way onto Shark Tank and and maybe get rich. It's true. And also, though, you give the most deals by far. Yeah, by far, yeah. Like, does Damon even, like, give any deals? I've yeah, never Damon seen does. him once give a deal. Well, Damon's not on every episode anymore. and so Not he, anymore. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he does his fair share, but I've probably done more than everybody else combined. Oh, Yeah, and easily. I don't know if that's good or bad, but, yeah, that's the, that's the reality. Well, it's funny. when you, On your website, like, it is unbelievable how much stuff that you do. Like, I, when I was doing all this research on you, and I'm like, oh, I thought there'd be, like, just a little bit of stuff. You're all, you're, all your speeches from, like... All for forever are on there. Or oh, are they really? I didn't even know they oh, put them on there. Oh my god! Like so much yeah. stuff is there. Plus, like everything is in like in subcategories. So yeah, you, yeah. The, the businesses I know are. How many companies are you invested in? I don't know because we sell them. Some go out of business. Um, you know, right now probably two hundred. You know, give or take. That's crazy. Yeah, I've got a lot of smart people who help me um, manage all that. How many people actually work for you in your organization? Um, just in dealing with the sh the Shark Tank and other deals. Probably 12. That's all. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You have one. This is like a side note. Alyssa's cookies or yeah, oatmeal. Alyssa's healthy cookies. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with those so things. So I eat them every morning for breakfast. No exceptions. They are delicious. You can't get them on the West Coast. Yeah, you, you, you can. You can get them at um, Ralph's, I think. No. No? Trust me. I've checked because I found them in Florida at the Super Bowl two years ago. And I became obsessed with them. And you can only get them at like public Safeway. I and I on the website, it was a whole schmadre. Uh -huh. So I never ended up ordering them, but I called them a bunch. I was wondering when they're gonna be here because they are so delicious. Cause no, because I know because one of my deal parts with Shark Tank is they gotta have Alyssa's there during the day for me to munch on. Well, so they, they're here, they're so I'll find it. out for you. I'll find but you gotta Will hear the story about uh, yeah, this guy. Um Doug sent me an email saying basically he was living out of his car and broke. And he sent me samples of these cookies. 
And the first thing I always do at any when anybody sends me any food is I look at the nutritional right. information. Yeah. You know, because if it's all fat, sugar, or whatever, I'm not going to be interested. Right. So it's this huge cookie. And I turn it over. It's 190 calories for an enormous cookie. I'm like, that's not bad. Then I look. It's like no added sugar. I'm mm -hmm. like, that's good. Uh, all the fiber, you know, huge amount of fiber, like a whole day's worth of fiber. And then um, protein. Yep. I'm like, okay, let's see how this thing tastes. So I break off a little piece. I'm like, this is good. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's wrong with it? What's, you know, so then I go to pull the cookie out of the wrapper and it falls apart. And I'm like, ah, that's the problem. Oh. Because when people go to buy a cookie, they want to eat a cookie, right. right? So I made them change it to healthy bites because the way their whole uh, manufacturing process works, it's really easy to combine it with a little bit of moisture and put it together. So it's tastes moist, yeah. right? And they're just these little bites and they stay together. Oh, put so eight good. into a package and with eight of them, it's only 360 calories, right? So right. I eat, yeah, so 45 each. So I eat like all eight of them for breakfast. Oh, that's what I do too. Yeah. You can't just eat four or two. No, no. And it's only 360 calories for breakfast and I'm getting my fiber. I'm getting, you know, it's like eating healthy cereal, only it tastes better. It's delicious. And yeah. you don't, and you feel like you're actually giving, like you're, you don't feel like you're depriving yourself with it. Yeah. Like, that's what I felt like. I feel like, but I, for this is like two years ago or three years with COVID. I can't remember I know, everything I like blends, but I haven't looked for the last probably a year, but I did. I was like obsessive over well, them. We got to, we got to find you where they are up here. Cause I know they are. And, and I order them either from Amazon or oh, from, Amazon, I guess I could yeah. And from, um, right from the website, Alyssa's Healthy Cookies website. I should just do that too. Are, are they doing well? Oh, Russian. They, so this guy, this guy went from living out of his car and help us helping him get started. I mean, I went to um, Central Market in Dallas and did one tasting thing. Yeah. And then it just blew up from there. Really? And that was more than 10 years ago. Now they'll do just under $20 million in revenue, but that's not even the good part. We spend no money on advertising, not a nickel, right. no not one a knew, penny. Yeah, nobody knew what they were when I was telling them. Yeah, and but people go in there and buy them, yeah. and they, but people who buy them keep on buying them over and over and over again, and we'll make $10 million in profits. That is amazing. So this guy went from living out of his car to like being Mr. Badass down in Florida, making millions of dollars a year. That's incredible. You know, it's funny that you say that because for the super, it was for like Maxim Super Bowl party, uh -huh. and the whole like everybody who was doing it, everyone became obsessed with these things. And we would buy, we would we, we would like clean the shelf of uh -huh. every single. Yeah, I like, mean, I go place. in there and I buy like six at a time, eight at a time, wherever I'm traveling. Easily, for sure, for sure. I mean, Alyssa's healthy cookies, and yeah. now we have a vegan version, and we've got a chocolate, chocolate version. Yeah, they're all really, really, really good. And like, if you got a little bit of time, you throw them in the microwave, and they get really like smushy, soft. yeah, yeah. soft. Um, they're great. They're great, and they've Amazing. got a little travel pack, so you can. I take them in the row with me in my little computer bag That's and backpack. Yeah, so I can travel with them, and I always have something healthy. Okay, we got to find out about this West Coast thing because that we'll doesn't. Yeah, because that doesn't make sense. You must. What's with you and oats though? With mush. Mush, yeah, mush, I yeah, call it yeah, mush. I'm Canadian. Yeah. Mush. Yeah. I, and do you just love oats? Is that no, it's not that at all. I like things that are tasty and healthy. Yeah, it's true. You know, and, you know, Ashley, the female entrepreneur behind it is just insane. I mean, she's just amazing. Uh, yeah, she's a force of nature. So when you get companies like that and um, the entrepreneurs are amazing and the product's amazing and it's healthy, yeah, why not? Totally. What's the one thing you look for when you do an investment with a startup? Is it the people or is it the product? Product first. Because you can have great people, but if it's not going to sell, it's not going to work. Um, but, you know, I, I look to see, is this something where 
I say to myself, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. That's the first thing. And then even if it's not quite that, I'm like, okay, you know, if I'm looking to buy it or a typical consumer or company is looking to buy, is this something that's going to be compelling, differentiated, easy to buy? And if it passed those tests, then I look at the entrepreneur and say, okay, can they, these people do it? Yeah. Well, you know, I find it I always stare at you when I watch this show because I feel like you, you're very decisive. And that's you, not the answer I wanted after you said that. Oh, but yeah. that's okay. <laughs> Well, maybe I stare at you for other reasons too, but this is like an ad, you know, a family show. But um, what would, why is it that like, I feel like it's my, maybe it's just my opinion, but like, you're like so decisive that you like could either you like someone I feel or you don't like them. Like, you know, pretty quickly. Well, remember there's a lot of editing that goes on. That, I know okay. that's what I'm going to yeah. say. Is it just because of the editing? Yeah, it's because of the editing. Because right? how long is each pitch really in real life? Stupid ones, 20 to 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Intense ones. 90 minutes to two hours, medium ones an hour. Oh, so they're, so that's why, cause there's yeah. such, there's so much longer. Long, yeah, cause it's, it's our money and we know nothing about them right. when they walk into the room. So they're we not have vetted to ask, at all. Um, they're vetted by producers, but not right. by us. So we know nothing about them. Here comes Jan. They'll say, this is Jan and that's it. So you really, so it really is a surprise when people walk in. Yeah, no idea whatsoever. So then what happens like, well, then you guys do due diligence, right? Yeah, after we say yes to a deal, we can do due diligence. So what's the, what's the ratio or how much percentage so, of things that go through? So early on for me, it was about 75%, but oh. now we get more and more people who just come on for the commercial. Yeah. And so they'll say, oh, great, we got a deal. And then they'll ghost it. They they do they do yeah because I've had a few people come on here or I've met in like real uh -huh. life or whatever and like they said that they went on and it was uh -huh. not you actually no. other people other sharks wouldn't close the deal wouldn't close the deal yeah. and it just like or made try it, to change it yeah. it dragged on and dragged on yeah that's not me yeah, yeah. some of the no, other ones you. will do that where they'll like try to change the deal terms and this and that and that's up to them right however they right. want to do it but if I agree to it I'll agree to it but if you drag me out then you're playing with fire. Yeah. Because either you want to do a deal and you agree to what you agree to or not. Yeah. And who's your favorite shark besides, you know? I like Barbara to work with the best. Yeah, I like yeah. her too. Because we complement each other because she's really, she looks at people first and I look at deal first or product right. service first. And so we complement each other really well. Right. So you do, you do most of the deals you do you do with her though. If like, I can, yeah. If, if I can. can, yeah. How about those other two? We'll move off of this, but like I'm so fascinated by the show. Uh -huh. Like how about the uh, the Mr. Wonderful? Yeah, Mr. he's okay. But right. Kevin doesn't do a lot of deals. Nothing. He's, he yeah. just, and he also wastes people's time. That's yeah, what that's a shtick, right? Yeah. And so... Um, but he's a great guy. So is I, he? yeah, he's a really good guy. He's not like he is on TV. Oh, he's not. No, he's a really good guy. The other one seems very nice. Rob. Yeah, Robert's too nice, you know. Yeah. Um, but he's a good guy too. Lori does a good job. You know, Lori is all about her wheelhouse. Things that she can just yeah. plug in and sell QVC or whatever. She's going to be great at. Right. So then I want to ask you back because you, when you were a kid, obviously you were selling the baseball cards and yeah. the garbage bags yep. and like everything. stamps, everything for those basketball shoes that your dad didn't want to get you. Um, yep. Like you were like a bore, you were like a born hustler. Mm -hmm. Like you just were. Without question. Without question. Yeah. So were you like the guy, like if I went to school with you, would I be like, oh, that guy's for sure going to be a billionaire. That guy's no, for sure going to be no, successful. No, no, You probably didn't even know who I was. You're, you'd be cute and I'd be a little fat guy. With, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'd be the cute yeah, one back then either. So, um, yeah, like when I was 16, no, when I was 15, 14, uh, 14, 
um, freshman in, in high school. I was playing baseball and I ran into a bicycle. And my parents, like my dad did upholstery in cars, yeah. didn't have a whole lot. And like rather than getting me caps, because I broke two teeth running into a bicycle, and rather than getting me caps that matched all my other teeth, they got me stainless steel caps so that, because they would last longer, they were cheaper. No way. And so every time I smiled, even like in my high school graduation picture, like you, you, there would be these two teeth at the bottom that were steel colored. Really? Yeah. I mean, and like if I showed you my 16-year-old picture, I was like five, eight, five, nine, um, weigh 30 pounds more than I do now. Really? Yeah. Can I see yeah. a picture? Do you have one? Let me see. That is, I would never have guessed it because you seem super. Yeah, things change. <laughs> no kidding. Things definitely, you know, yes, $4.7 billion later, things definitely change. But like, you seemed very all. I mean, I don't know That's you. That's picture me at sixteen. Oh my God! No, it isn't. Yep. This does not even look like you. That's me at sixteen. Wow. Wow. I don't even know what to say. The teeth are gone. Like you got them fixed. Instead. No, 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 no. You just can't see it there. No, I'm saying that right now oh, the now, teeth are yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you got them fixed after yeah, you kind of yeah. like got out of this whole phase. That's insane. So like you <laughs> showing everybody it's. Pretty amazing, actually. I would never, but also- That's the, one handsome motherfucker right was, I was going to say, the truth is, like, at the time, if you saw some pictures of me when I was 15, 16, it would, it's mortifying. You know, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. You don't be so, you know, dramatic there. But, like, the point is that still, like, you are not known, like, you, you seem to have, like, a, a confidence, though, a self-confidence. Yeah. What, how, where did it come from to even do all these deals and wheeling and dealing? I mean, there's two different things, right? Like being confident about around girls when you're 16 well, yeah. and then being in business. Like in business, you can just do the work. Right. You know, I, that's I can, your thing. Yeah. Do you, the just, work. you do the work. So you pick whatever topic. And if I need to learn it for business for whatever reason, I can just spend the time. Yeah. And it's just up to me. You know, it's like the saying, you know, the one thing in life you can control is your effort. Absolutely. And so that's just my style. I mean, you know. I learned early, early, early on that most people didn't, Yeah, you know, and whether it's learning how to code, whether it's learning about business, whether reading this book or watching that video, you can figure shit out. Yeah. Most people don't do it. And so that, that's what gave me confidence. Cause I knew I do, I do the work I, right. I'm prepared and that, that set me apart always. So you're just like, you, you love, I, I read this a bazillion times and I know if you've said this, like you just love to learn. You yeah. read a ton, like four hours a day. Curiosity is one of the greatest yep. business skills anybody can have. Yeah. And once you're curious and you find something that's interesting to you, particularly if it fits what you're trying to accomplish, then it's just a matter of taking the time to learn it. Right. And you were, were you always just very interested in like computers and Not software? computers necessarily. Like, yeah. That's my software. Yeah. What do you call it? Like just. Yeah. All the above. Yeah. Right. Technology. And, um. It wasn't until um, when I got to Dallas, um, I got a job working for a software store mm -hmm. and I had to learn it all my, right there and then on my own. And, and that's really what got me into it. I found out that because, you know, I didn't mind reading software manuals, hardware manuals, whatever, right. that um, that gave me an edge and I could sell. So you combine the two together and I was taught myself how to program. And, you know, I, I did really well as a salesperson selling software until I got fired, you know, and then I started my own company and the rest right. is history. Well, also, like, you're very self-reliant. Like, yeah. I, you don't like mentors. You never had a mentor, no, right? No, no never. Nope. What's I, your reason for, like, do you, like, because when people have asked you that before, you're like, no, I don't believe in them. It's not that I don't believe in them to each their own, but it's just like, you just, 
going through the process of figuring things out is a skill. Yeah. Learning how to understand a market or a company or um, a product or service is a skill. Right. And, you know, there really aren't shortcuts. And I get, you know, having a mentor to introduce you to people and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, those same people will introduce you just as a referral if you have a great product or service and you're good at what you do. Right. And that's the way I always looked at it. And like, so like, what do you do? Because you're in the situation now where everybody wants you to be their mentor or yeah. something from yeah, you, I get that you know, all the time, all the time right? I just like, say, fuck off. Do, did you say that? Does it work? <laughs> Does it work? Because yeah, especially like, the 16 year old kids. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Right. No, I mean, it just depends on the circumstances. Like typically what I'll do is um, just say, okay, you know, send me an email. Yeah. And if it's a question I can answer, I will. And as long as they don't ask me 50 questions, you know, as long as they don't ask me things that are easily answered just by searching online. Right. You know, then I'll try to help them. Because um, sometimes, I mean, it's crazy, even like the, probably what I would have done, like 12, 13 year old kids that'll email me with business questions, you know, though, though it's very, you could tell it's very self-serving, mm-hmm. you know, or you'll, I'll get parents emailing me for their kids. And so they do what they say. Yeah. Kind it's of just email? like, oh, my son or daughter is really interested in ABC. Can you answer these questions? Right. I'm like, no, I'm not going to answer them for you. Now, if your son or daughter took the initiative, right. what's insane not to go too far after, like now I'll get emails from parents of adults, you know, 22, 24, 28 I, years I, old, uh, you know, asking for job advice for their kids for or their will kids. I review? I'm like, hell no. You know, is that crazy? The yes. coddle con- like culture we have now. Where yeah, I don't like, know if it's culture per se, or just like these parents that are just like a lot of them. Yeah. Helicopter parents to the yeah. 9,000th degree. Absolutely. And I'm like, no, you know, and I, I just want to respond. your information? Like, you're so accessible, though. Like, yeah, my email's public. Like, so I was going to say, like, like every, how do you not have, like, aren't you just inundated all day? I know you well, have 10 you know, phones you carry around. Well, no, I got two. Yeah, well, three I have, yeah. Um, just in case I need better service or I can be working on one and oh whatever, God. talking to them. But in any event, um, like, you know how you can just set up preview mode yeah. on your email? So I just read the preview. And if it's interesting... I read it, and if it's not, I hit the delete key. It takes me two seconds. Wow. You, do, you must be doing that all day, though. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if I'm eating lunch or doing whatever, you know, and it's, you know, me time where I can just bang through them, and right. there's always something interesting there. And I've literally gotten emails where I've invested probably over $100 million from people I don't know, and a lot of, there's one company that I invested, I don't know how many millions now, and they're out here in LA, and they're begging me to come visit because I've never, never met the guy, Relativity Space. And um, that's what it's called. Yeah. Relativity space. They do do? 3D printing for um, space rockets for for rockets. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it's enormous. And, you know, I think their last valuation was four billion dollars, which made my stuff worth like a whole lot of money. No kidding. Because it was just these guys from Dallas who were told me about, you know, they want to use 3D printing to build rockets. I'm like, that's really cool. I asked some questions, did some homework. They answered all the questions. Great. And everything. And so I gave him like 75, 750 grand for 20% or 25% of the company. Now I've been diluted significantly since then because yeah. they've raised a bunch, but, and, you know, even as I've put in more. Um, but yeah, it's worth, you know, enough to cover all my bad investments. That is and amazing. I've never met the guys. And you never met them. Yeah. The, with the cost plus drugs, um, Dr. Ash Mayansko, that was a cold email. I was going to say, I'll, tell I'll, the I'll, story. That is crazy. The yeah. guy just called, like, just emailed, emailed you. Yeah, just emailed me. Um, Guy named Dr. Ashmyansky, who is a radiologist, um, practicing radiologist, also has a PhD in math and statistics. Also did one year of law school just for the fun of it. I mean, just insanely <laughs> yeah. smart. Everything comes easy to him intellectually. 
and he sends me an email. Um, what was the subject line? I don't even remember. Um, but it was basically saying that um, he wanted to create a compounding pharmacy to um, to make generic drugs that are often out of supply, yeah. right? And because they're out of supply, the people who make them can charge anything they want. Because if you happen to have that disease that needs it, you're going to do all you can to, to get it. And I'm like, well, that's pretty cool, but that's too short-sighted. We got to do it for all generics. Right. And so um, this was going up four years ago. We started what turned out to be a company called costplusdrugs.com. And I kind of massaged the whole business plan and invested. And basically, we have built this company. If you go to costplusdrugs.com, we tell you exactly what our cost is for any drug we sell. We just added 113 more today. So now we're closing in on 1,000 different SKUs. Today alone? Because yesterday yeah. you added a no, bunch. No, we reduced of prices yesterday. Oh, those are the, yeah, okay. And added a bunch today. Um, and so, you know, just the fact you're reducing prices on drugs at all is insane, right? Um, people are, that's a real problem. No, it's a huge problem, yeah. right? That's why we, we did this. And so now if you go to costplusdrugs.com and you put in a monotub, which is for people with leukemia, as I found out, um, and you could see that our cost is $45 and we sell it for, or $48 and we sell it for $54, right? You'll see our cost, wow. we add 15%, that's it. It's $3 for the pharmacy handling fee and $5 for shipping. That's that's like a that's like a game changer. Disrupt. It has been. That, that is a disruptor. It's changing a lot of things. You know, it's crazy. Some things that we didn't even expect to see. Somebody because they see our our costs, let alone our pricing. Now they're able to back into a lot of the the bidding that goes on for different insurance companies. Yeah. And and somebody did um, some research that said if for just seventy seven of our of our drugs buying at basic quantities, if Medicare bought from us instead of where they buy now, it would say $3.6 billion a year. And that's just 77 drugs. And, you know, that's crazy. Yeah, now we've got more than 900. So you can see where it's going. But, you know, in this country in 2022, we should never be in a position where you have to choose between your rent, your food, and your medication. Yeah. And we've been able to change that. And, you know, we were thought we were going to primarily deal with people without insurance. But as it turns out, not only were people without insurance really benefiting and saving a ton of money, but people with insurance were more often than not cheaper than people's copays. Yeah, that's what I was going to say to you. Because copays alone are so high. Yeah, so I mean, you might have a twenty-five dollar copay. Yeah, you know, and if any of our you're buying a drug that costs less than twenty-five bucks, you're saving money. That is well, actually, the other thing is like you have to hit a minimum. So for yeah. me, I don't even bother. I have to just pay out of pocket until I hit a place where it's so expensive. That like yep. this, even like, it doesn't even matter where you are socioeconomically. It's so Everybody, helpful. Yeah. Yep. So you check us out, costplusdrugs.com. Just go in there, look for the medication or your parents or your aunts, your uncles, your grandparents, whatever. And if we have it, we will save you money guaranteed. That's amazing. So like even like something like a good RX, right? Uh -huh. That was that, you know, that crushed and all these other ones are coming in. Good, good RX is great, but... Any of the coupon companies, what they do is they yeah. work within the system. Right. And so you'll see like the Walmarts two, you know, two miles away is a different price than the Walmarts one mile away. Right. And CVS can you know, can save you different price. And then if you go yeah, and if they if you go back two weeks later, it's a completely different price. Yeah. And so with ours, it's just the same price. Right. No matter what. Now you can't just go pick it up because we we mail it to you, right? But it'll show up in three to seven days and you can order as you know, whatever quantity you want. And the more the bigger the quantity, as long as your doctor prescribes it, the lower the price you'll pay. So guys out there that want, you know, ge um, generic Cialis, I mean, it's like 
18 cents a tablet where it was, you know, who knows how much otherwise. So how do you, so every, like, how are you guys, like, in, what's your projection? Like by next year, are you going to have how many drugs and like what's available? We like, hope to have most- over, you know, close to 2000 by year end. And, you know, and there's other things like, um, metho, methoroxane, I forget which drug it is that, you know, is really, um, an issue right now because of Roe versus Wade yeah. being overturned. Yes. You know, birth control. So our That's pricing, you know, both are generic. And so our pricing is so much lower. So people can buy, you know, birth control far less expensively than they could before. Right. Um, this drug that has a lot of different uses, but because one of them is for, um, 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 could potentially cause a medical abortion. There's a lot of pharmacists who won't sell it now, particularly in southern states. Oh, right. So we'll sell all that stuff. You know, as long as it's prescribable and we can carry it, we'll sell it. That is incredible. And I went last night and I looked around. Like it's so. It's also very simple. Yeah, like really user easy friendly. To, to yeah, do. just put it in. Yeah. So you know, if you're buying birth control, you just put in whatever um, brand you use, and we'll show you the generic version. And you can you know buy it. You know what? What did I just say? I was talking to somebody. Um, three count forty eight you know, for $25 or whatever, it's like just insanely low versus. And also I saw there was a button there where it's like, well, if you don't have a drug, I can say, okay, I'm looking for. Yeah, just sign up and tell us what drug you're looking for. Yeah. And then what's the problem? Can you guys, like, if you get enough requests, are you guys able? Yeah, we tried to. We're trying to add everything, but it's just good to know if we, you know, if we get a ton of people asking for one specific drug, then we'll prioritize that first. Now, is that your major thing right now that yeah, you're super excited right for. Yeah, yeah, that's like that you're yeah, that's super excited for. that's game-changing type thing. That yeah. is more than game-changing. Like, I mean, when I heard, when I initially heard about it, I was like, I was, I didn't even believe it because I thought it yeah. was too good to be true. That's what a lot of people say. Yeah. They think it's, what's, what's the catch? Yeah. You know, we don't sell your information. You don't have to pay a, a monthly fee. None of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, You know, amazing. don't need a card. It's just straight up, you know, we take our cost plus 15% and then we just hope we sell enough to, to cover all our costs. And did I, is it true that you guys now have already surpassed what you thought you were going to yeah, be? Yeah, I mean, we're we're way past what we thought we'd be two years in. That's yeah, amazing. Incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. So no wonder you're like all in on that one. Yeah, no, you have to be, right? And, you know, if we get enough customers or patients, um, then the brand names are going to have to sell to us. And we think we'll have some brand name drugs by the end of the year. What is Fire Chat? Is that Fire Chat? Oh, no, a- um, that's Fireside Chat. Fire, yeah, what's yeah. Fireside so Chat? So imagine doing this podcast right now, and it's really got a lot of interactivity. So when you, oh, when you, okay. do, when you do a podcast, particularly if you do it live, you're doing it to the ether, right? right? You just don't know. With, with Fireside Chat, if you're doing particularly a live podcast, we were the only platform we we um, patented it, and it was my idea. Where like, <laughs> of course it was. Yeah, so while people are listening, you can hit one button f- for applause, right? So while we're having this conversation, if we were streaming it live, yeah, and it can be audio, video, whatever, however you want to do it, multi-platform, um, and you know, you say talk about cost plus drugs, and people clap, right? Yeah. Um, you show that picture, and people boo, right? Hit a button for right. that, right? Oh, wow. Or nothing, you know, or it, you just you, just having that feedback because that's always the hardest part about doing a podcast. Yeah. You know, whether it's audio sure. or video, you just don't know how people respond, and then the minute you drop it, you look for the emails, but it's the same people that send you emails. Oh, it's great, it's great. Why don't you talk about this? Please talk yes, about this. Exactly. Or the PR person who mm-hmm. says, "Can we come on?" Right. And that's your only feedback. Maybe there's something on social there's media. Reviews and stuff. Yeah, like that, but it's not, but you're right. It's not, it's not as, really consumer, right? No. It's not the people who are watching or listening. Absolutely not. And that's yeah. a real challenge. And and then the analytics are awful too. Yeah. You know, now they're getting better, but they're still pretty bad. And so we solve all that. So we got to get you hooked up with um, Fallon um, Fatemi, who's the CEO Is that, and founder. She's, she's the, because I, the reason how I found out again, weirdly enough, a couple of weeks ago, my friend, 
said, hey, have you heard of this fireside, what, fi- fireside chat? Fireside yeah. chat? And I'm like, no, I've never heard of it. Because you were involved in another platform that I thought they were talking about. What was another? Not Bright. That's, uh, what's his name? Uh, who's Madonna's manager? What was his name? The the Israeli. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has one of these platforms. Like, everyone that seems was Clubhouse, yeah. Cl- not Clubhouse. It was, what was that one? Bright? Bright side. Right, something like that. Oh, I don't know, like yeah. every day, there's a new, there's like, a new one, there's yeah. a new, like yeah. a new one coming up, and they yeah. knock on my door, and I'm like, I'm yeah, not going to be involved with this. I mean, because they all like come and go so quickly. Yep. You well, know, this one's got us behind it, and um, yeah, it's well, really, yes, yeah, and it, it's it's good just being able to have that interactivity and just get that feedback, the yeah. tactical feedback, absolutely, is everything, right? Because you know, because that's what, one the one piece that nobody has. No, and that's the one piece that makes it hard. Yes, and particularly since you know, as you're growing. It's hard to know if, you know, you, the listeners or viewers are appreciating what you're doing. Yeah. And, you know, everybody tries to have a little personality in what you do and you try mm-hmm. to bring the energy, but you just don't know if it's falling on deaf ears. Yeah. You know, it's, so it's hard true. enough to know the downloads and how, you know, how long people actually listened. But if people are, if, you know, if we decide to do this live next time yeah. and, you know, we do it on Fireside, then you just can get people responding in real time. Yeah. Plus, you know, if you want to add the regular chat to get people to talk. But, you know, we don't recommend that because then you spend your whole time, like if you do a Twitch or, you know, live YouTube, yeah. you're looking or even um, TikTok, you're looking at the feed the whole time and you're not really entertaining or communicating. Exactly. You're looking down to see if anybody typed anything to you. That's true. With this, That's IG lives. That's why I don't like those IG lives. It's very distracting. Yeah, because you just want to read yeah. it if it's going too fast and da-da-da-da-da. Exactly. With this, you know, you get the same net effect. Well, that's, I mean, that's actually a very interesting kind of platform. Is, and how long has it been around? Like, um, we that? launched less than a year ago. And is it doing well? Yeah, yeah. Now, we, we're really controlled. We don't want to make the same mistake that Clubhouse mm. made, right? So yeah. we really try to make sure that we vet all content creators because we don't oh, want it to good. go far right, far left, too, uh, too far up, too far down. Yeah. And um, we have vetted listeners, viewers, and general mission. And they each have different because we don't want it all of a sudden to be hijacked because, you yeah. know, like on hi- IG Live and everything, people totally. come in and hi- Clubhouse and people hijack it. So we really try to control all those things. And so the people who use it love it. What do you think of Clubhouse? I never got into it. I thought it was... I mean, it was fine. Like, I, I like it's it. funny story. The guy, I forget his name though, but one of the founders was had the very first podcast on broadcast.com, AudioNet, in 1995. For oh, really? Snow Mountain Report. Yeah. And so wow. you're talking about a small world, but you know, sometimes you get caught up in your KPIs, right? Yeah. Where you just want to grow, 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 and show the world that you're dominating. But like happens in any community, people try to take over. Yeah. And people, you know, it could be a multiverse, a metaverse, it can be any, you know, chat community, chat room. There's always somebody who tries to dominate it to, to take possession of it and get power. Yeah. And that's what happened to Clubhouse. And that's the exact thing we're trying to avoid with Fireside Chat. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm going to check that out more. Like, Please. Yeah. yeah I, I'll connect you to Fallon. I'm, She's I'm, great. I'm curious about it. Uh, so now that Elon's not buying Twitter, are you going to buy Twitter? No, I can't afford it. No. Oh, yeah. What do you mean you can't? Well, yeah, you're right. You can't afford it. But you can get some other investors behind no, you. I've got, I'd, I'd rather do the the cost plus drugs. Yeah. That's no, I, that impact. to me is and like. it could be a much bigger company too. So it's going to, that, that's literally can overtake the entire met, like the whole that's healthcare the whole system. Yeah. I don't know if we can get the whole healthcare system, but we can at least influence, we can be big enough that even if we don't make any money and we just break even and reinvest, we can be big enough that we change behavior for all the other pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. is such a lofty undertaking. Isn't it? Yeah. It's yes. crazy. It's so crazy. And I never, you know, we didn't know when we first launched um, whether or not 
you know, what the uptake would be. You know, I knew we knew like we don't spend any money on advertising like Alyssa's cookies because we know that like if you have leukemia and you're paying, you know, five hundred dollars for a monotab and now you're getting it for fifty four. You're telling your doctor and you're telling everybody, you know, in your Facebook group that everybody with leukemia that to buy it here for cheaper. And that's what happens. Absolutely. You don't need to have any invest. You don't need to have any advertising. No. And it keeps our costs a lot lower so we can keep on selling for cost plus 15 percent. More from our guests, but first a few words from our sponsor. So imagine that you can essentially guarantee that your customers will read what you have to say. As an entrepreneur, I know how difficult it is to cut through the noise and reach your customers. At best, only a fraction of an audience ends up seeing and reading your emails or social media posts. Now imagine that you can essentially guarantee that your customers will read what you have to say. And that's what you get with simple texting. Did you know that text messages have a 98% open rate? And not only that, 94% are read within the first hour. Simple texting makes it easy, fast, and affordable to reach lists of contacts, have two-way conversations, and trigger automated texts. There are so many ways to use texting too, whether it's to set up an appointment, announce sales, run polls, collect customer information, I mean, it is actually endless and it works because texting is the most convenient way to reach people. Plans start at $29 per month, but you can try out simple texting for free for 14 days and see what happens when your audience doesn't ignore your message. It only takes a few minutes to create your account and start sending. Special offer, text HABITS, H-A-B-I-T-S to 833 Two, T R Y dash S M S. That's eight three three two eight seven nine seven six seven. That's text habits to eight three three two eight seven nine seven six seven to get an extra five hundred free texting credits on your trial. How do you do all of this? I mean, honestly, like your schedule between the Shark t- Shark Tank, all those companies. Doing like these things. I mean, like what time are you waking up in the morning? Six, five thirty-six. Like what's the day? Like give me a day in so the life I, of you. I probably should admit this, but like I'll get up at five thirty-six, particularly during the school year when my kids are going to school. You have three kids yeah, too. Yeah, 12, 15, and 18. Yeah. Are you involved? Do you see these kids? Because yes. how are you able to do all of this? I don't this? travel that much unless they're out doing stuff. Really? So like okay. right now my middle daughter, um, Alyssa is at camp. My wife and my youngest son, Jake, who's 12, are in Iceland right now. They went on a trip because while I'm shooting Shark Tank, oh. that's when they all know to go do their trips. That's a good idea. Yeah. And then my oldest is on a trip as well. So with her class. And so all, you know, so while we're shooting, they're gone. And so that's when I pack everything in. And then you do everything. Yeah. But otherwise, you know, I can do one day trips here and one day trips there because, you know, I'd rather spend time with my family. So you so you are like you spend a lot of time with your kids. Yeah, of you course. Can, you can yeah, that's both. the best. Yeah, that's the best part of my life. Okay. Yeah. So tell me the day. Give me your day. Like you wake up at, you said six o'clock. Yeah, so okay. wake up. Yeah. 536, do, you know, say hi to everybody, get everybody going to school if that's what's up. And um, then do my email and typically get back in bed, do my email, get through any emergencies, 
Go back, take a nap. <laughs> really? Yeah, hell yeah. So wait, so you do the emails first before you do anything else, yeah, right? Yeah, just I, to get I saw that you'd said that a bunch of times. Yeah, now, and you know, I've got an eye watch like you, right? So I look at my sleep, right? Yeah. So I wear it while I sleep. So do you wear an aura ring or anything? Like that? No, no, that no. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get the the. I'm surprised because you love all the. Technology. I love all the technology and stuff. Yeah, but I just didn't get the feedback the way you know. I tried yeah. a, a whoop and just the oh, data. I yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. like that either. I, yeah. it was so it was also like cumbersome. Yeah, it was a pain oh, in the ass, right? Terrible. Yeah, and so I get good data with this and yeah. and yeah whoop wasn't awful but i already had this right so you know exactly like then you're just con constantly like looking at all these different things on right and, and it's not just exercise stuff i can get stock prices and all Everything. that other shit right absolutely um and so i'll see how much sleep i got you know because you don't really you might feel okay and you don't you know right. when you didn't sleep but sometimes you don't know how much sleep you got 100 percent, you know exactly and so like if i got my 200 deep deepest sleep right my two my, yeah. my two hours rather then i'm usually pretty good right right so wait what time do you go to bed at night typically anywhere from midnight to 1 30. Okay, and then you wake up around. Okay, so you get like you're in bed for yeah. about five six hours. Yeah, and then okay. if like if I didn't really get good sleep, okay, then I can get my email done and make, go back to bed. Go back to sleep. Yeah, really. Yeah, I am just get so an hour. shocked. Yeah, so I get an hour. Like I'm not one of these people that's just like, oh, I just got to slug it out, whatever. Yeah, because remember, everybody's got to kiss my ass. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I love you so much. Yes, they do. The, you know, they might yes. say not God, right, and I might best. not like it because I hate that. But everybody works to my schedule. Yes. You know, it's like, I love you. Tomorrow? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Can you come over now? Sure. Now, and I, I don't really do meetings or calls. Yeah. I really, really don't because it's a waste of time. Yeah. And, and plus, like, I, there's no record of it. I can't, it's not searchable because I have so much shit going on yeah. that I want to be able to go back and look and say, okay, when did Jen hit me up last? And, you know, what were yeah. we talking about? What was the topic? So you like to have it in writing. Yeah, I like to have it so it's searchable. Which is different than that dust thing that you're involved yeah, with. Yeah, well, dust is like a, a real-time version of a face-to-face -face conversation. Yeah. So with dust, it's important because there's certain business things that I want to talk about that we're not going to be face-to-face, -face, but I don't want it to be an email. Right. And I don't want there to be a record of a phone call. Exactly. You know, because let's say we're getting ready to fire somebody or, you know, there's a lawsuit, you know, that, that I have to- you get sued a lot? No, hardly ever. Really? Yeah, hardly ever. At less your level? Two, yeah. Yeah, less than 10 times my entire life and you know what? half of them were garbage yeah that is that's yeah. like incredible by the way yeah i've never just, heard of such a thing yeah i mean With I you're just, kind of like wealth yeah and, and i never sue people either it's just not worth the hassle i know it's probably like it's worth it's like the time and energy and the money that it actually yeah, takes it's not, not worth, worth it. it um but yeah so i use dust all the time you can hit me up on their blog maverick um yeah, I, you know i answer questions <laughs> um just because i want to support the platform but you know it's just because I want some things to be private. Yeah. And you know, with dust, when you send a message, it auto, you can delete it when you want it or it auto deletes, but it's never stored on a hard drive anywhere. And so there's just no way to retrieve it period. End of story. So I never even heard of this before I started like uh -huh. digging deep into your life. Like, I mean, I didn't realize like this is like a thing, like people are yeah. using it and it's, yeah. Amir, did you even know it existed? Of oh, sorry. Mom. <laughs> well, you're, yeah, it's been well, around you're like years, genius. Yeah. That's why you yeah. know, but like, but yeah. I, it sounded like Snapchat to me when In some I respects, but Snapchat still keeps everything, right? Oh, it might yeah. disappear, but it's on their server somewhere. That's right. Right. Same with Instagram and vanish mode or whatever, right. or the other ones, right? Telegram, you can set it to delete. So the other people don't see it, but you know, if there's a subpoena because you were doing some business deal and somebody wants to get those records, it's right. still possible to get them. 
Oh, wow. Okay, so go back to your schedule. So you wake up at 6 o'clock, yeah, you do your emails. Take a nap if I'm tired. How right? long is the email part? Like a half an hour, an hour? No, an hour and a half, two hours. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay. Yeah. So that's from like 6 to 8 p.m., okay. right? But in when bed I'm, you're doing Yeah, it just laying in bed, whatever. Okay. And then um, go get my Alyssa's cookies. Yes. Some water. Um, <laughs> How about coffee? Do you drink coffee? No, I'm not a coffee drinker, no. Tea? Um, sometimes I'll drink tea, but okay. usually just water. Um, and then if I have anything to do, then I'll just go do it. Um, if it's Monday, Wednesday or Friday, I'll try to set time to go play basketball. Um, then back about 2 PM and back to my email and, and no matter where I'm at, if I'm eating, whatever, I'm always doing my email. Always. Yeah. I cannot believe how accessible and easy like, it's unbelievable. Like if I email you, I will get it. If I don't get a response in like the five, 10 minutes, I would think, I think, oh, he's just going to like, he doesn't care. Yeah. That's probably true. Typically that's true. I was going to say either he just deleted my email or like something was actually wrong with you because yeah. you were <laughs> so not. accessible, like unbelievable. Yeah, I take pride in it because, you know, you should. unless someone's just like being annoying or pitch me or whatever, well, then I just block them, um, which is a great feature that Gmail added. Yes. You just hit block. It's a great one, um, actually. You're right. But yeah, then I'll try to respond. So then, okay, so you go back to bed. If not, then you have basketball. When do you work out? Because I thought like, well, I so guess I, I, was I wrong, set my but... move points to try to get a thousand move points a day. Okay. And that typically gets me to 3000 calories a day. And then I really? also, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. else do you eat besides the Alyssa cookies that I know you're obsessed you know, with too? Um, I've got a woman who makes me natural foods, right? So Because you're a vegan, right? Um, just vegetarian. Vegetarian. Yeah. Okay. So I, I like eggplant. So I'll put cheese on eggplant. Oh, um, okay. So good. my little version of eggplant parmesan. But I use my fitness pal to track all of everything. my, everything that I eat. So I try to keep it to 2,000 to 2,200 calories. Okay. And so you can never get the calories exactly right. And, I know. You know. And the tracking is never exactly right. So it's a, it's a round. Like yeah. A, so know. it's a close enough approximation um, that it works for me. Right. And it makes me, you know, keeps me good. I try to make sure that um, I get enough iron because I'm vegetarian. So, you know, I'll yeah. typically at lunch or maybe after the cookies, I'll get one of these little cups of Rice Krispies. Yeah. And um, that is one serving plus a little bit, 140 calories, <laughs> but it's got like 70% of the iron. Right. And then iron is absorbed better if you drink it, if you have it with vitamin C. So I'll drink a glass of orange juice with it. Oh, so you're yeah. doing all. So basically, when did you become a vegetarian? Like was four it, years ago. Is it because of a health? No, situation? not an issue. Just because I wanted to feel better. You know, supposedly it reduced inflammation. I've had both my hips replaced. You know, I'm still playing basketball, yeah. so I'm going to be sore, and you know, so it makes me feel better. Do you feel better? Then? Oh yeah, it's night and day. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I don't eat meat, or you know, sometimes I'll eat fish. Um, like if I'm starving, I have no choice. Yeah. But typically, I won't. Um, and then. You know, I won't eat fried foods and I try to avoid sweets, which is almost impossible. Right. So my strategy is to always have a thing of Alyssa's cookies out. So when my kids have all the garbage yeah. on the our, our, um, counter, then I can grab an Alyssa's. So you really are like that obsessed with these cookies because I've heard you talk about them yeah. too. Like that's how I was for like a good year about these cookies. They are that good though. They're that good, yeah. Do you eat mush, mush, whatever mush, you want to yeah, call it? Mush, yeah, mush in the fridge too. You yeah. have that too? Yeah. And then, okay, so let's get back to the exercise. So you do, I, I, you're an investor maybe in Rise Nation or you're not yeah, an, an investor? Yeah, an investor in Rise Nation. Oh. I love Rise Nation. Yes, yeah. it's a hard workout. Yeah, you get to go your own speed, right? So Right, but it, the Versa Climber is like, it's also like. But you know, the, the beauty of it, one is low impact. Yeah, You know, true. so you're not going to feel your joy Joints, you're, you're not going to hurt that and at all. It's full body too. Yeah, and it's full body, right? Because you're moving legs and arms. Um, but you know, when you first start, you know, in a 30 minute class, you might get a thousand steps. Yeah. And then you build it to 1,500. Then you build it to 2,000. Then 3,500. Then 4,000. Right. Yeah. And then the superstars can do more. But 
your cardio, like I don't get tired when I play basketball anymore. Right. It's you know, great. It's I can go on a great. Peloton bike and just crank through 30 minute class or 45 minute class. And do you do Peloton yeah, then too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you do everything. You're very like, you're very versatile. Well, you just accessibility, right? So right. if I'm on the road, sometimes I'm, there's not going to be a Versaclimb, you know, I, there's not going to be a Rise Nation there. So I'll do um, Peloton, either right. the, the treadmill or um, um, the bike. And lots of times when I'm doing the bike, you know, I try to go, if I'm just cruising, I try to hit the 180 average output or mm -hmm. 190. And if I'm really pushing, I'll try to do 200, 210. Wow. And then, you know, just, you know, but, you know, it's great. It's a great workout. I want to show you something. There's like a thing. Have you seen the hit axle before? Uh -uh. I'm going to show this to you. You're going to love it. A lot, of the, a lot of the athletes are using it and sports teams use it. I'll show it to you. Okay. It's like a side thing. But so you're doing how many times a week would you say you work out besides the basketball? Six. You know, well, basketball is a workout. It's you a know. huge workout. Yeah, it's yeah, a it's a workout. workout. But um, so one or the other, six times a week, sometimes seven. Do you still work out at Lifetime Fitness? Yeah. You That's do? That's why I play basketball, yeah, in That Dallas. is so funny. We don't have any here in LA. Really? It's No, and they should bring it because it's the best gym. It's nice, as long as they have a basketball court. It's a huge basketball, yeah. and they have every piece of equipment. Yeah, they got everything. They don't yeah. have, I'm telling you, the West Coast And I take Zumba classes on Saturday do morning. Do you really? Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh my God, that is so fun. And you know, because way back when, um, when I started, it was like three guys and 80 women. And so it's just, like, <laughs> it's, it's just the ultimate, smart. yeah, just the ultimate distraction. <laughs> that's actually a great, that's a great place for guys to go to meet girls. That's, that's where I met my, my wife. At a Zumba class? No, no, oh. no, playing basketball. Yeah, <laughs> oh, at that gym. Yeah. At a Zumba class? That is how, you've been married for what, 20 years? 20 years, yeah. Wow. And so, okay, so let's get back to the, this is, is with entrepreneur. Let's ask some more entrepreneurial sure. questions since we should probably do that. Would you, so would you say the number one, not to pivot that hard, but like, would you say the number one reason why people are failing then is because their lack of ability to work hard and no. to kind of dig in? What would it be? No, I, I'd say they're misguided and they sell themselves. They lie to themselves when they start, mm. right? Oh, I think this business is good. Everybody goes through that same process yeah. with a new business. You know, hey, what do you think about this idea? Right. Then you go on Google and you look at, <laughs> oh, I don't see it. It's great. Of course, no one tells you that it's not there because 50 companies have failed doing the same thing. Right. And there's no, nothing left to show that they died. But, you know, then you get excited. You check with your friends. And then they try to raise money. Yeah. That's what screws them up, right? Raising money is not an accomplishment. It's an obligation. Yeah. You know, if at all possible, you want to start just organically with sweat equity. Those are the best businesses because you get to you get to retain 100% of it. Right. You know, and there's no rush. And then the second mistake people make is they push the top line instead of the bottom line or gross margin dollars. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I'm a million in sales. Like, that's an accomplishment or 10 million. Or like, if you've raised funding, you have your quote unquote KPIs, right? Yeah. Right. Or what is What's the new one? QOKs or something? There's something ridiculous that um, QKP. I don't know. They always come up with these acronyms. What is it? Q QKP. I don't know. Okay. Uh, just the one I started seeing. And so everybody's like, oh, yeah. you know, And they think it's an accomplishment if you're doing, I went from 1 million to 5 million in right. sales. Okay, that's somewhat great. But what matters is what's your gross margin? Right. Because if you're in that hamster wheel where you're growing, but you need to keep on raising money to grow. Right. That's you not know, good. No, right. you see what's happening now when people can't raise money, you're done. You know, and while others have said, well, you know, I've, you know, raised 30 million or 50 or 100 million dollars, unless you have a really good reason, mm -hmm. you know, that your relativity space and you need to raise money because you're building, you know, 80 foot tall 3D printers. Yeah. Right. You're not going to do that out of your basement. But for most entrepreneurs, it's something where they're, 
it's an arbitrage on their time. Yeah. Right. Here's, I can do this more efficiently than Jen or Mark can. So it's worth it for Jen or Mark to buy this product or service from me so that they can use their time more efficiently. So you'll pay. So, you know, effectively I'm so efficient that I, my cost to do this is $10. You value it at 25. I sell it at 18. We're both happy. Yeah. Right. Most people sell an arbitrage on their time and, and, but they don't, that's basically what their product or service is, but they don't look at it that way. They yeah. look at it, say, okay, I'm creating this, you know, I'm going to open up my own training facility, right? Because I'm a personal trainer right. and I have 40 clients and I need a place to take them. Why not open my own? I'll get six others or I have a beauty salon and I'll get, you know, I'll have um, um, slots for eight other um, um, stylists to come in and rent a spot. Right. Right. They don't think it through that you got to make money at this stuff, right? Yeah. It's not just about top line, it's bottom line. And I think that's where most entrepreneurs make their mistake. And, you know, you get caught, and if you get caught up in growth, you can grow yourself out of business. Yeah. And most people don't realize that. It's true. I also do think that people like, I feel like it's become like the sexy thing to do now. The word entrepreneur is like super I hope hot so. and sexy. I you hope know? so, right? Because, because of you actually. Shark yeah. Tank has made it much no, but worse. Shark Tank it has definitely, but you know, if 90% fail, 10% could change the world. Yes. And look, like the cost plus it's going to probably change yeah. the world. You yeah. Know? You know, I always tell entrepreneurs, you know, or when I talk to kids, I always tell them, you know, just ask yourself a question. Why not me? Mm-hmm. Why can't I be the one that just changes everything? Because one of them's going to. That's and, true. And even though, you know, some might feel entitled, some might not do the work, some may be lazy and not realize how much work is involved to be an entrepreneur, that happens. You're going to find the same thing if you're a carpenter, a videographer, you know, an editor, where some people don't do the work and the great ones do. Yeah. And, you know, and, but, you know, I, this is cliche now, but I say it all the time. It doesn't matter how many times you fail. You only got to be right one time. That's the hundred. You have a lot of these, like, good Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I, 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 love, just, I love them. Like, well, how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah, that one I stole. Yeah, that, that one, one you, I stole. I was going to say, yeah. that one really wasn't yours. There's one, hold on. I have one here that I really liked. Uh, hold on a minute. Which one was it? Because you have so many good ones. Uh, most people don't put the one. Uh, uh, which one was it? Practice until you can't. Well, that one, I'm not I sure. I stole that, that one. Yeah, I was stole that, that one. Was that Nick Saban, actually? Practice no, that, until that's you been can't get it wrong? Yeah, that's been around a long time. Oh, which one's selling? You have one on selling. Oh, sales I'm, cures all. Yes. Yeah, that one's mine. That's yours? <laughs> so basically what you mean is like as long as you can, if you can sell, then that's all it really you're, matters, yeah, right? Then you're gold. Yeah, you're good. Right. Right? Because no company's ever succeeded without sales. Right. You need None. sales you no need matter sales. what. Otherwise, you're out of business before you start. Exactly. Sales cures all. So does that mean that like you have to be a good salesperson yes. though as well? Yeah. Yes. Because if it's your baby and you don't love it enough to be able to sell it or figure mm -hmm. out how to sell it, it's awful tough. Well, look at you, right? Like you're already established and you're going on all these things, promoting these companies that you're involved with. Like most people don't have that kind of ethic to do that work ethic. They get bored. They think they're too good for it now. They don't want to do it. I don't do a lot of these, but- not you know, podcast, but you're yeah. out there like, you know, talking about whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I've got a platform that most people don't have. Well, yeah. But but it brings. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. But it brings up. <laughs> and a good a few thing more dollars than most people yeah, do. Right? But that's a whole other But story. I wasn't always in that position. Right. And so even, you know, back in the day when I had Micro Solutions, my first company after I got fired, like one of the things I learned, I, I learned a lot from companies I got fired from. Most of them, it was wow, like what yeah. not to do. You know, I had. um a boss that my boss had fired me, a guy named Michael Humecki at the software store. Um, <laughs> and H U M. -M. <laughs> exactly. At the software store. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, that went out of business three months later. <laughs> um, 
you fucked up, Michael. <laughs> yeah, but sure thank did. you. Yeah, thank you for doing it. Yeah. Um, but like he would never go on sales calls. He would never see. He probably thought he was too good for it. He was the CEO. Yeah. And I had another job, same thing. Guy named David, I forget his last name now, but um, he told me where to buy a suit when I was buying my suits two for ninety nine dollars. Oh, that's great. You know, yeah. And I was my shirts. I would wear um, button down shirts, but I bought them at this place called the Clothes Horse, which was all resale. So like. I went five years before I, I bought my first business shirt that someone hadn't worn before. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I like but that. But I, I learned, you know, you got to sell. Yeah. Because the, in my experiences, the the CEOs, the owners, the founders that didn't sell, they all failed. Yeah. With no exceptions, 100% of them failed. And, you know, when you're just starting and it's just you, who else is going to sell? Nobody. And that's the other, you know, and that leads to another mistake entrepreneurs make. They they try to hit hiring home runs, right? So when the minute they hit, hit a roadblock, I'll just hire, a, you know, I'll hire a new marketing person, mm -hmm. right? Or I'll hire a new head of sales. Um, hope thinking that, oh, this person's amazing. You, no one's ever hired somebody and said they suck really bad. Of course not. Right? Right. Oh, I found the most amazing person. Why'd they leave the last five jobs? Oh, they were amazing, but, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, that's such a good point. See, that's what I, I love how your brain works. It's like exactly, it's so true. It's so practical and it, common sense. It's pragmatic. Yeah. Right. It's common it's, sense, but yeah. common sense isn't so common. No, I know. You know, you just you ask know? why, why'd they leave, you know, but, but entrepreneurs tend to think, okay, I'm hiring this amazing marketing person and he or she is, is going to know what to do. Yep. And then they tell that to their investors because that's typically why they're hiring a marketing person. And they say, oh, this person's amazing. You know, our next quarter is going to be great. And then it's not. Then they go to the next marketing person. Totally. That, then, you know, then they're in this hamster wheel again and, and they're screwed. And it's, it's the also same with- It's also relying on other people. Well, yes. And that's the whole thing, right? You, you've got to be able to solve the problems right. yourself. Self-reliant. Now, you know, at some point your business gets bigger and you have to learn how to do a lot of other things. You know, when you go to five people, it's one thing. You go to- 10 or 15, it's another challenge, you know, as you learn how to manage and deal with people. But at the same time, if you're not great at your core competency, how are you going to train those people? Right. How are you going to know what the, the goals are for the organization and how to communicate to them how to do what you need them to do? Right. You know, and, but every entrepreneur goes through that terror, right? I've gone through, it's like, oh shit, you know, yeah. can I do this? Right? Or am I smart enough or good enough or talented enough to the do these? Doubt. Yeah. I mean, we all have imposter syndrome. I still have imposter syndrome. No you know? way. Oh, hell yeah. You walk into a circumstance, I'm like, and there's name people that any, names anybody would recognize. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? No way. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Who, are you, who would you be intimidated I'm by? I'm not going to get name names, but yeah. But you, for there sure. are people yeah, that you Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Really? And it's not like an Elon Musk or whatever. It's no, just I somebody. Know who has domain knowledge. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm sitting in a meeting and we're discussing artificial intelligence, yeah. like I understand artificial intelligence and I've done a lot of reading so I have a good grasp of it. But this person has created neural networks and models that, you know, have a billion parameters, things that I won't even know how to start to do. Yeah. I can understand the conversation. Right. The concept. Right. Even. Yeah. But I'm not going to know operationally how to execute on it. Right. That's just scary. It is scary. Because you're afraid that, okay, did I read enough? Right. Because they're they're living this day to day. Yeah. And I'm never going to catch up and, and know the state. Sitting down and with the Mavs, you know, with Jason Kidd there. He's forgot more about basketball than I'll ever know. Right. Well. And so you just, 
you know, it just. But you, you're his boss technically, so yeah. But I, maybe you know, he can you, teach you on the side. I don't know. Yeah, but you know, I <laughs> no, mean, I can read and learn right. and add the value that I add. You know, for analytics, etc. Um, whatever it may be, but um, yeah, everybody's going to have that self doubt. The question is, what business are you in? Because a lot of companies don't even know. Yeah. Like when I got to the NBA, they thought they were in the basketball business. I know, but you changed that whole team around. Well, it's not just a team, right? The, the NBA, the whole, yeah, but, the NBA but, used to think they marketed basketball. Oh, that's true, yeah. But, you know, I sat there with him. I said, okay, name the last game you went to and tell me what the score was. Nobody remembers unless it was just a big game. Right. Right. Name your favorite dunk or shot. No one remembers anyone. Right. Now tell me who you were with. And they, everybody knows. Everyone remembers that. Do you remember the first game you went to with your parents, your aunt, your uncle, whatever? Yeah. You're going to remember. The emotional part. Yeah, because that's why you go, because it's the one place you can scream and yell. Yeah, and you There's, do. Yeah, and I do, right? <laughs> but where else? You know, you're not going to see me yell here or there or whatever, but when you go to a game, you yeah, know, it's if, so true. if you know, you feel that energy and everybody knows they're part of the entertainment, right? Because you're yelling defense, defense, and that ball's in the air for a game winning or losing shot and everybody's holding their breath. Yeah. And if it goes through, you're high-fiving and hugging people you've never seen before in That's your so life. That's true. That's what makes going to a game special, feeling that energy. And they thought it was about, you know, oh, you know, who has the prettiest jump shot? Yeah. You're right. It's all about the emotional part. It's all about the emotional attachment because that's what sports are. And that's what makes sports different than any other business. And I had to explain that to him. It was just like, you know, when Apple, which has the biggest market cap in the world, has a great quarter, they don't throw parades in Cupertino. No, they do not. Right? When yeah. the Lakers or Mavericks or whoever win a championship, the whole city goes insane. It's so true. You know, that's unique to sports. And you have to recognize what business are you in. Basketball is the platform, but emotion and entertainment is what we sell. So how did you turn it? Like, So you bought the Mavericks, by uh -huh. the way. I mean, at, by the way, great investment for yeah, you, right? Good, yeah, yeah. It's really good. What, 285? You bought mm -hmm. it for 285 million and now it's worth like 2.5 billion? Oh, it's worth a lot more than that. How much now is it worth? Like four? I'm not going to sell it, oh, so it doesn't why matter. Would you, I mean, exactly, you're not going to sell it. But I'm just curious. It's, it turned out to be undervalued, yeah. It still is. Yep. I mean, that's pretty amazing, though. It is. It's crazy. And that's you bought it purely on just passion for basketball. Just I, love, I mean, I still play pickup. You know, I mean, so it yeah. tells you. You know, I I can go out before the game starts and just get up shots. You know, on my own court. You know, my own arena. That which must is, be so. Can you? Can, would you ever? When you were a kid, did you ever think that that oh, was hell ever, no. ever going to happen? No, never. Like, yeah, never in my wildest dreams did it ever cross my mind. It really didn't cross my mind until after I sold my company and had enough money, and it was like. Now oh, what? shit, yeah. Now I can put my money where my mouth is. But you were smart then. Can you explain why? Like, how did you even think? Because I, like, you took, you you got, when Yahoo bought broadcast.com, uh -huh. you got it in stock, right? Yeah. And you turned, you had, you hedged it I or hedged something? It, yeah. What does that even mean to get it into cash? So like, it was a public, you know, when we got sold to Yahoo, we were a public company who yeah. paid us in stock. And because Yahoo also was a public company, you could sell options on it. So right. I could sell calls, which gave up part of the upside, but allowed me to buy something called puts, which protected my downside. Wow. And so I sold calls, bought puts, that's called a hedge. Mm -hmm. And I did it for my entire position. And it was wow. And it, when the whole, you know, bubble burst for the dot-com era, you know, I actually made more money. And so, yeah, it's been called one of the top 10 trades of all time. Of all time. Yeah. Because that like changed your entire life. Well, of course, because I mean, like, there were a lot of people who made a lot of money in stock and on paper no and kidding. just saw it all disappear. If it wasn't for that, like 
that little decision point. Yeah, you wouldn't know who I am. I would never know who you were. Like you sold mm. the first one what, for six million yeah, or something. Like, yeah. which is not which nothing, is great for which is great. Twenty nine, thirty year old, right? right like, but it's not you know, it's, it's not, not billions, billions yeah. of dollars. Like, yeah. and then like you bought this company, you bought the Mavericks from. How did that from Ross Perot? I was yeah. He he didn't care about basketball. It was a real estate deal for right. him. But I was a season ticket holder, and somebody connected me, and like in less than a month, I bought it. And I was like Jerry Buss. I'm sure you've been seeing yeah. Showtime. Yep. That's amazing. And so do you go to all the games? Unless my kids have something. Yeah. Unless, well, don't the kids also want to go to, well, now they're probably, are they it's, as obsessed with it as you are? My, no? my son is becoming more and more so. My daughter, my middle daughter likes it. My oldest daughter, it's Can just, yeah, just social. Yeah. Yeah. Just for the social part. Yeah. That's amazing. So, so, so basically right now it's the, it's the basketball and it's cost plus. Those are the two biggies. Well, cost plus you know. basketball, you know, except for free agency, basketball kind of runs itself. Yeah. Um, Were you at summer league just now? Yeah. 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 So I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do it cause I love it. Right. right. Um, well, yeah. Why do people go anyway? Like your level, like, are they just going to see the people, the players and all that Yeah. Well, stuff? it just depends for me. I just like basketball. Just, well, yeah. yeah. You're a different yeah. story. Altogether. But, um, yeah, you know, you've got to recruit and you've got to, um, identify talent and all that kind of yeah. stuff. It's just like hiring programmers or hiring videographers right. or hiring producers or whatever. But you just like love it so much. Yeah. No, know. I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what was the other, okay, wait, I lost what I was going to say to you. Hold on. I think that's basically well, where, where were we before I talked about the summer league, the thing, the, the, no, not, not the, the other thing too. What was the other thing I was going to Just ask about you? entrepreneurial stuff. Just entrepreneurial stuff. I don't even remember what I was going to say. Do you have anything else you want to say? What were we talking about? Entrepreneurs. We're talking about entrepreneurs, failure. I mean. Habits. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so for the. Uh, this is Amir. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, know I saw a shark tank. I got to put that over there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, what was the question? talked about like these companies not raising or not advertising and making margin. That's what you talk about a lot is like, what's your margin? Forget about the top line. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously with like Facebook and Instagram, there's been an opportunity for companies to scale using ads. Well, it depends on how much money you have. So the question about, you know, spending money um, for advertising, whether it's search or other things, it depends what type of company you are. Um, you know, I think, for most entrepreneurial companies, particularly startups, that you have to know what sells your product. Now, if you're just trying to get scale and you're selling it direct to consumer, you're probably going to have to advertise unless you find a better way to do it virally, right? But you have to know what sells your product. Like with Alyssa's, you know, it's- <laughs> I love that you always use her. Like yeah, it's easy, that. right? Yeah. Cost plus drugs, it's easy. It's easy. Right? Yeah. You know, we have another company, Wild Earth, which is vegan dog food. It's harder because you have to explain yeah. it. Yeah. The um, education piece. Is, yeah. So yeah. there's an education piece. But yeah. the challenge now is because of the changes Apple made to privacy, getting a return on advertising spend, ROAS, um, is much more difficult. Yeah. And so you're having to become a lot more innovative in how you sell your products. Um you know, in streaming products, whatever it is, you've got to find what the most cost effective way to go is. Now, part of the challenge is that learning process. So I'm never a fan of selling, of spending a boatload. I'm a fan of test a lot, test and retest, test and learn, because it always evolves. And spending for search engine advertising or Facebook ads, whatever it may be, um, YouTube, you're competing with everybody in your category. And that's getting the price higher and it's getting the returns lower in a lot of respects. So you've got to understand what the compelling aspect is for people to say yes. Yeah. You know, what is the path of least resistance for you getting someone to say yes? And 
you don't want to go all in. And the other thing I'll say for startups is I'm not a fan of brand advertising. You're not. No, not even a little bit. You earn your brand and your brand um, captures an identity based off of your execution, right? What do you mean to your customers? Right. That is your brand. My, you know, but the Arena, customers do. Like, let the customers. Yeah, the customers know, yeah. define your brand. If right. you're trying to show pretty pictures and people running on the beach and all this, and you're kind of you know virtue signaling to your business, yeah, um, that's typically a waste of money. Now, unless you're Pepsi or Coke exactly. or whatever, and you know, and then the other thing that I see a lot of companies make mistakes and they hire a marketing or finance whatever, and they just do MBA one hundred and one. Yeah. Right. This is what I learned in, you know, in finance or right. entrepreneurship or my MBA classes. So this must be what you do. Right. No. Right. Context matters a lot. You know, what's your competition doing? How do you differentiate yourself? And you always want to focus on your differentiation. Business is about selling two things, how you're different and why you're the path of least resistance. So the people have a reason to buy. And maybe you can encapsulate that is how do you reduce your customer stress? How about community now? I feel like everybody's doing two different things. One is try, like they're trying to build a community, sure. right? The other is attaching to a cause, yeah, right? No. Having a mission is all Having good. Having a mission, right? Yeah. And, you know, community typically with NFTs, you see that, that's right? When it, that's, a, yeah. that's what I, did, I was like avoiding. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but with community, again, it's got to be organic. And it's great to set up a Discord server or set up a Facebook group and have somebody that you work with, that works for you or you even, I try to do it myself a lot of cases, Yeah. Um, be responsive to everybody because you get to learn about your customers. Right. So community is great, right? Right. Um, and it should be part of every business. That To me, that's part of the blocking and tackling. Right. You know, it's like answering your emails or having an info email address. Right. That's so, okay, so that's actually, I mean, that's interesting because, uh, I found like that's the hardest part for for companies to do is build that community, right? Yeah, it it's takes time, but you, it takes happy customers because yeah. it can work it against you too. Yeah, yeah, because if your customers are not happy, you're toast. Yeah, because that community is just going to turn on you so fast. One hundred percent, especially now, you know. So, okay, this is the area. I'm, I'm this is the, I'm not great at this area, so I'll just I'll, I'll like fake it a little bit here. But like the whole cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, uh -huh. blockchain, blah blah, uh -huh. blah NFTs. Um, so I so the whole. By the way, I had a lot of money in Voyager also, but Yeah, way. I did too. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. So is it gone now? No, I don't think it's gone, no. It's no, not? You might not get all of it back. So if you had US dollars, USD, yeah. you'll get it all back. I will? Yes. If, yeah. So not USDC, but USD. There's two different things. Mm. USD was stored, was um, in a bank account. USDC is still considered crypto. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because that's like, I was Do you mortified. know which one you had? I don't know. I got to check now because I just found out, obviously, a couple days ago yeah. about this. I was like mortified. Cause yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. The whole thing because also it was it was such hype. It was such it was so hype. They made a mistake. I mean, it's like look, I've been investing a long time and I've seen companies make mistakes for things that were supposed to be riskless. Yeah, Ris you know? yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And I mean, nothing's ever riskless, right? But close enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember I had a bank call me. I had a lot of money in the bank, and fortunately, they called me and said this bank's about to go under. Oh. And so you better pull your money out now. And so, uh, you know, I was fortunate. But un unfortunately, Voyager did a deal with this company called 3AC, Three Arrows Capital. And that it looked good on paper, but the company basically lied about their finances. And um, Wow. Yeah, because Voyager is a public company in Toronto. Yeah. I actually even own stock. I bought stock, you know. In, so did in, I buy. I'm Canadian, too. So yeah, from Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. So I bought stock in the company on the Toronto Exchange thinking, okay, you know, but when 3AC went bankrupt, 
it was just had that contagion. But, you know, in, in reading all the filings, um, basically what Voyager is saying is, you know, we, we have, a, we have the USD is cash in the bank at their bank, right? Right. And so if you have that, you'll get a hundred percent back the USDC and crypto. It really depends on how much they're able to collect from, um, from it's that one. I yeah. Have. You, what's that? I have the other one, not the one I'm going to get back. Basically. Yeah. The USDC. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I had a lot of USDC there too. Yeah. Um, cause it was making eight and a half percent. It was making, exactly. Yeah. And so, and this is why I was making eight and a half percent. Yeah, exactly. And so, <laughs> And, and so hopefully, you know, if what they say in their filing is accurate and I have no reason to believe it's not and the judge that's dealing with the bankruptcy agrees, then they'll be able to put um, consumer accounts first to get you know, probably 60, 70 percent of the crypto back. Oh, really? Yeah. And then what, they're, what they've said in their filings in, in public that they're going to try to do is for the other 30 or 40 percent. They're, because they're bankrupt, the old stock that I own is worth is worthless, right? Right. They'll try to in the new company they'll um, recreate it and give stock and um, tokens to those people to hopefully, if it turns out to be worth anything, make up the delta. Wow. So what do you think? Okay, so, I mean, obviously you're like very involved. You're you, you invest in a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. People like me and probably a lot of more. I would say a majority of the population don't really understand this whole idea, but yeah. then what happens is we, we get like not pressure, kind of pressured. No, it's pressured. Yeah. It's like anything yeah. else. Everybody's making money. Every, why exactly. Yeah. Everyone's making all, everyone's like telling me this like crazy monopoly money. So then yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm missing out yeah. and then I put a bunch of money you gotta in. Fight, you got to fight that feeling. I, t tell me about it. Now you know. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. so the question is like, is there a way to educate people properly? Because you just got to do the work. And I mean, I knew you were yeah, going to say that, but it's just I, no shortcuts. I, I wish there were. There, th this is one area that you're. So one hard. one difference between look, stocks are the same way. Yeah. Right. So if you look at your stock portfolio, if you have any tech stocks at all, yeah, it's gotten crushed. Yeah, everything's getting crushed. Yeah, and it's gotten crushed as much as Bitcoin or Ethereum, right? So you always have to ask yourself: Is the company a good company? You know, or is the value? Because part of the problem with the tech stocks is their valuations went too high because interest rates were so low. Mm -hmm. And so people had nowhere else to put their money, so they put it into crypto and they put it into high flyer tech stocks and other things, right? Right. And when interest rates have been going up over the last few months, it's like, okay, well, I can earn two or three or 4%. Why am I gonna take the risk on the on crypto or on these stocks? Right. So I'll just yank it out. And you know, Amazon has fallen, what, 50, 60, 70%, Netflix, 70 everything, or 80%. Yeah. yeah, everything has gotten destroyed. Even Apple has gone down 30 some percent. And so, you know, there's no way you can predict all of that. You know, it's just doesn't matter who you are. You right. know, stocks don't always just go up, even though it feels like it. And it's the same with crypto. But you, for me with crypto, um, there's two types of crypto tokens. One is store of value, which is really only Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like gold. You know, mm -hmm. there's all kinds of narratives that say, well, if you hold gold when there's heavy inflation, um, the price of gold will go up. Right. Price of gold's gone down, yeah. right, during all this inflation. And so that's bullshit, but it's a narrative that gets people to buy. Right. And it's the same with Bitcoin. You know, there's only 21 million going to be made. Um, so if there's inflation, you you know, don't have to worry about That hasn't worked either. Right. But the reality is those store values are just about supply and demand. If there's more people buying than selling, the price goes up. <laughs> right, exactly. If there's more people selling than buying, the price goes down. Now, good news with both gold and Bitcoin is most people just hold them and wait it out. 
that that's one kind of crypto. Okay. And the other kind are just tokens and you know, like Ethereum and you have Doge. Does it you, you guys use Doge Doge? Coin? Dogecoin, Doge yeah. Coin, Dogecoin yeah. is just fun. Dogecoin is like the on ramp for crypto. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You can use it to, as to buy stuff and everything. Like you can go buy the Mav store yeah. and buy tickets and buy whatever. But you know, there's it's it's like what I've said is just it's a better lottery ticket. Yeah. Than a lottery ticket because when the, once you scratch it, if you don't win yeah. on your lottery ticket, it's over. At least with Dogecoin, it's got a chance still to go. That up. has a chance. So like, so how about NFTs? What's like, what's with this NFT? Like, it, Chris, it's the same it, thing. You told me about Chris. Uh, what's his face? Chris. Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Do you see this? He has like a hundred million followers, one hundred twenty million followers on social media. He made an Chris NFT. Brown, the singer. The singer. Yeah. Okay. And he sold like what they made? How many of these? Oh yeah, Which, I mean it's like it's like art, right? It, it, no, it's uh, yeah, no. I understand what it is, but I feel like everybody and their dog now is like doing one and having one. Yeah, and but like, it's just it's just like you know anybody who collected baseball cards. So is it the same? Same thing. Yeah, only a digital version of a, of a collectible. That's it. And so you know, if I buy, um, and if you want to see my NFTs, go to lazy.com slash mcuban. Okay, yeah, that's I another saw, company I started, right? I saw lazy the. La- card, I was yeah. going to ask you about this lazy one also. Yeah, so what is just, that? So it's just a way you just go to lazy.com, set up an account, connect your wallets, and it's an easy way, you know, if, to put in your um, Instagram profile or at the bottom of an email, check out my NFTs, lazy.com slash mcuban. Okay, I'm going to check so, them yeah, out. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. if you have NFTs in your wallet, it's a really easy thing to do. Uh, yeah. Um, but NFTs, you know, they're like any other collectible art, right? What makes a Picasso worth all that money? True, but at least that I'll have a Picasso. Not like if I were to buy a print of the Picasso, it doesn't cost me anything. It costs me like 10 bucks, 20 Well, yeah, bucks. Well, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. But there are some, certain prints of things that cost you a lot. True. You know, Andy but Warhol it's print. it's online. Like, who cares? Like, wouldn't but, but I rather have it on my think, wall? Well, well, think about it this way. If you run out of space on your phone... Yes. And you have to delete pictures. Yes. How painful is that? I don't like it. <laughs> it's painful. Yes. Right? Yes. Oh, there's my baby. Yes. And there's this. Yeah. <laughs> right? There's value. Just because it's digital doesn't yeah. mean there's not value. True. And if it's art from somebody that you respect or like, and you know, you can you can have it show up on your um, screensaver, on your laptop, on your PC, on okay. your phone. So, you know, it's just a collectible. And the yeah. fact that it's digital doesn't make it digital doesn't make it any more or less valuable. It makes it easier to buy and sell, faster to buy and sell, but it comes down to supply and demand. You know, if nobody right. cares about Picasso, true, that Picasso is going down in value. Like, are you buying? You know how Snoop bought some area in Metaverse and like Webverse? No, I think that's a joke. Yeah. What what, what is this? This you know in the Metaverse, you know, if you can get people to go there. Um, and that's a place to, you know, congregate and hang out with your avatar. And I look at... I, Do you understand why it's so complicated? Yeah, though? I get it. And, you know, in this Second Life and other places like that yeah. have been around forever. It's just that the technology has advanced. Yeah. But the idea of, you know, buying digital real estate in the metaverse and thinking it's going to appreciate for some reason other right. than just, you know, convincing somebody else to buy it. Yeah, I, I'm not sold on that. So you're not doing that. So what's no. the next wave? Like, what's what's the next thing so, we should look for? Like, well, it'll be crypto. Yeah, right? there's artificial intelligence, but that's way too complicated. That's a whole nother beast. But um, well, art that's all happening. Like everything. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah AI is driving a lot. Yeah, but um, 
And that's crypt- one of the things you're really big in, you're right? Yeah, you're no, because you got to know it. Yeah, because I've got to know it for my companies. Yeah. But um, with crypto, it comes down to utility. Yeah. Right? So like with the Dallas Mavericks, if you go to a Mavs game and you scan your ticket before the end of the first quarter, we're for every game, we create a unique NFT. Mm-hmm. And wow. you get it for free. You don't have to buy it. You get it for free. And if you go to MavsCollectibles.com, um, you can see what we have there. And if once you've scanned your ticket in, you go to Mavs Collectibles, it'll be there waiting for you. You don't have to create a wallet or do all this other stuff. And you can buy them and trade them and sell them or, you know, whatever. Um, but whoever goes to the most games or collects the most, yeah. you know, we'll give you free tickets to a preseason game, right? Oh, or, and we okay. don't say in advance what we're going to give you, oh, right? Yeah. We just try to reward you based off of what we see in the market and all that. So sometimes, like in this case, an NFT is a reflection of something you've done. Yeah. And in our case with the Mavs, you've gone to a game and we want to reward that. And so, you know, by have whoever had the biggest collection, I think we sent them a special jacket, you know, and just stuff like that. Yeah. But we don't we don't say buy this so you can get a jacket. We say, you know, this tells us your fandom because you're going to games. Right. Because that's the behavior we want to reward more than anything. Well, Go- exactly. Going to games and even watching a game. You know, so that's one element. And then, you know, there's other utility. It really comes down to crypto will start taking off again when you can use it for some level of utility. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, when when iPhones first came out, people didn't think Snapchat. Yeah, no way. Exactly. You know, they didn't think Instagram. Nope. But when those came out, you start saying, oh, I can use my phone for a whole lot more than just taking. TikTok or. Yeah. You know, I can use it for a whole lot more than just taking pictures and making phone calls. Right. You know, or um, going on the internet. And so that's an example of utility where there was an application that was so compelling, people needed that platform to use it. It was just like streaming. When we started streaming in 1995, if you wanted to listen to the, the Chicago Cubs and you were in Dallas, the only way you can get those games was by getting a PC, downloading, you so know, true. having to mode all yep. it was a pain in the ass. Absolutely. Right. But people went through it because if you're a Cubs fan and you're at work, it was the only way. Right. And it'll be the same with crypto. So if there's an application that, you know, the only way I can do this application, then that's what it's going to take. And when that happens, you'll see crypto go boom again. Wow. Wow. Hopefully sooner than yeah, later, no, no right? Kidding, right? Like no kidding, no, yeah, from your mouth to God's ears. And then one one other thing about well, actually, I, I wanted to ask you this only because I was curious when I was like doing all this research. How were you able to get into Indiana without finishing high school? Because I was taking college. To, I was taking college classes. So don't you need to have like a college, a high school? You know, yeah, diploma? so I, when I dropped out, I went to the University of Pittsburgh, took classes there, and they let me take those classes mm, and apply that's how you did yeah, it. That's how I did it. And then when I got to Indiana, I snuck into a um, graduate level statistics class, oh, okay. got an A in it, um, and they thought I was in the MBA program when I was 18. Oh, and I that's... just kept on taking MBA classes, and I was even tutoring people. It was insane. Oh, my God, that is so cute. Like, what? You're so sly. What's your favorite book that you, well, Fountainhead, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, that wasn't easy. I shouldn't yeah. have said that. Well, I shouldn't have, I should pretend I didn't And that doesn't know. mean like I'm a big Ayn Rand advocate or anything. I just like I the loved fa- Howard Rourke, though. Yeah, well, that's the whole favorite. thing, right? Howard Rourke is just the big old fuck you guy, yeah, right? Yeah, I love him. Yeah, so that that's why. That's right. Okay, other than, other than that, what's like your favorite business book? Besides yours. <laughs> uh, yeah, How to Win a Sport of Business. Yes. My little plug in there. Um, yeah. It's like 65 pages. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, easy it's to like, read. It's more like a pamphlet than a book. <laughs> yeah, I want it to be really easy to read and, yeah. and motivating. Um, I don't know, probably you always- read so the, much, so you have- Yeah, always the last book I read, typically. Um, Signal and Noise, which is a book about statistics, um, was good. Fun. Um, the Master Algorithm, which is about AI, was good. 
Um, What's your favorite movie? Do you watch movies? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, just finished Stranger Things. You did? Yeah, okay. like if, if I'm on the Peloton and, you know, my kids were watching it, so. Did you, know, you like it? Yeah, I liked it, you actually. Did? Yeah, I was surprised that I liked it as much really? as I did. Yeah. They're bringing back all these great songs from like Yeah, the I know, past, Kate Bush you know? and everything. Yes, yeah, I yeah, love that song. Metallica, yeah. So right good. There. Yeah. What's your favorite, other than that, favorite, that's a TV show, though. What's so your favorite? So movie, movie, movie. I like stupid ass movies. Like what? Um, Good Burger. Um, Good Burger? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you know what it is? No, but it sounds crazy. I'm a dude, you're a dude, she's a dude, we're all dudes. Um, uh, is it like a recent movie? No, it's old. Okay. It's old. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all yeah. you know, the Goonies. Um oh, they're old school. Yeah, old school type stuff. Like um, John Hughes, Sixteen Candles. Yes, yeah, yeah. so, you know, I mean I Top Gun, new one was Did good. Did you see the new? Oh my yeah, god, the it's amazing. Really yeah, the, the new one was really good. So good. Um I just saw the new Elvis, it was okay. I was gonna go take my kid to that one. Yeah, it was you okay. Like it? Yeah, my kids liked it, but it was it wasn't great, but it was okay. I heard the guy that did a great job. You know, he was amazing. Yeah, yeah he was he amazing. was incredible. Yeah. Um yeah, nothing recent like is just, oh, that's incredible. I need to see it five times. Like, oh, new Batman was good. Oh, I didn't like it. Yeah. It was like kind of dark. It was really dark, but that was long. Yeah. But it was really long, too. Yeah. yeah. See, so, okay, so who's your favorite superhero? Would that be Batman? Um, Batman or Iron Man. Iron Man's my yeah. favorite. Okay. I think that's basically all. I, I I don't know what else I can ask you. My God, it's been like for, how long has it been? It's been an hour. Oh, my God. I think I've like, Went way over That's my okay. time limit with That's you. That's okay. It was cool. You were like amazing. I have nothing. By the way, everyone, go check out Cost Plus. It's, Cost it, Plus really, it really yeah. is. Tell them because. Yeah, go check out CostPlusDrugs.com. If you want to find the other companies I'm invested in, go to MarkCuban.com. <laughs> if you yeah. have a few minutes. Yeah, right? <laughs> God. And buy those Alyssa cookies because yes, they're for delicious. Sure. And if you go to MarkCuban.com, you'll see the link. And I have to say mush, 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 mush whatever. Mush is really good Because I, I love Ashley, I love Ashley. So yeah, she's you amazing. have to, you have yeah, to she's kind a of force plug of her. Amazing. And she's so smart and yep. she's great. Uh, you're, I know you can also follow Mark, of course, on M Cuban, all, all the social media on M Cuban. And email him because obviously he's going to answer you. I'm not giving you. out my email again. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jenna. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Habits and hustle, time to get it rolling. Stay up on the grind, don't stop, keep it going. Habits and hustle from nothing into something. All out, hosted by Jennifer Cohen. Visionaries, tune in, you can get to know them. Be inspired, this is your moment. Excuses, we ain't having that. The Habits and Hustle Podcast, powered by Habit Nest. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. 
Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.